You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Back here where we belong. Yeah, buddy. What is up, everybody? Welcome into the Winner's Lounge. Presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DMBR when you sign up. Dev, how do we do? Uh, A full sweep. A full sweep? A full sweep. Yeah, we don't lose. Like, I'm, is, we don't lose. I lost my parlay. Well, you know why? You, you didn't listen. That's no, why. No, I did listen. You were in on this parlay with me. Nine points for Bones me instead too, of nine man. and a half. Me too. Nine points. I just well, needed one free throw. Devlock's hit. And everything <laughs> I said hits. So. We should just listen to you. Should we should just listen to Dev. It's a true uh, for gambling, but also just in life. Man. Yeah. I did yeah. hit the other bets, though. Thank you for those. Um, of course. Got you, man. Nuggets get this win. It was a much-needed win. 113-109. It was anything but pretty. I'll tell you my lingering take was I was came away very unimpressed with Charlotte. Like, that was... I, I called this was a game where it was like Denver has to play well. They did not play well tonight. They did get the win on the road. So, you know, second night of back-to-back, I don't know. But at least Denver got the win and set a new franchise record uh, for most road wins in a season. We're going to talk about all of that. And to help me, I've got Superstar Dev. Um, I, I think that that was a good – I'm not going to say it was a great game, but it was a good bounce-back type of game. Um, I felt like uh, against um, the Thunder, it was like a little too close for comfort. That was a team that, you know, they're still a, a team that it has aspirations to make it to the playoffs. So they still were desperate. And uh, while Denver didn't play great um, and they were in second gear for the entire night, they still won the game and very comfortable, I feel like. Um, you so. say it's very comfortable. I was very uncomfortable. <laughs> we're going to have to well, – I guess we'll have to debate this. Like, yeah, yeah. you're right that I felt Denver was the better team. Same with Oklahoma City. I felt like Denver was by far the better team. But comfortable – I was not. Uh, over here, I got Brendan Vote though. Fun fact, though, they did cover on the road. <laughs> That's after right. All that. <laughs> Fun fact. Vegas right. always knows, huh? Vegas does always, always know. know. We're like, yeah. I don't know. I thought it was going to be more competitive because I thought Charlotte would be more competitive. But, like, Charlotte was very unimpressive tonight. They had a bunch of Bartons running around. Dude. <laughs> 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 we have to get into it here in a second. Not touching that. <laughs> not, nobody is touching that one. Do you guys want to go to the fast breakdown? Yeah, the quick recap. Even? That would be a better name, the fast breakdown. Well, Don't you feel? Here's the graphic. Fast break breakdown. Fast breakdown. <laughs> there we go. Mean. I think I like it. The quick recap, is the, as Eric calls it, fast breakdown as I call it. Uh, here we go. Aaron Gordon. You almost forget that this happened. This is crazy. <laughs> Aaron Gordon dominated the first quarter, and you almost would forget because he kind of disappeared after that. But he was everywhere to start this game, most notably in the paint, going at the rim, trying to get, like, muscling guys, dunking it through contact. Like, he was incredible. That was a near-perfect quarter for Aaron Gordon. Monte picked up two fouls right away, which kind of made for a weird 
Yeah, there was some weirdness going on. Lamelo gets two fouls. Monte gets two fouls. So then it, it changed the personality of this game. Aaron Gordon continued. First, he's attacking the basket. Then he's just like getting drop offs and post ups and everything. And he gets to 17 points. Jokic, not very aggressive in that first quarter. And maybe it was because Aaron Gordon had it going. So he kind of slipped to the background. He did grab a bunch of boards. Um, but the Nuggets starters were playing very well. They had built it nicely. I think it was like an eight or nine point mm -hmm. lead they had built. Handed off to the bench, who, of course, I said in the pregame show, this game was going to come down to the bench. How do they do? The bench was going to do well. No, they got absolutely trucked in their two minutes on the court in the first quarter. They get outscored and blow the entire lead. It goes down to 32-30, to 30, Nuggets entering the break. And then in the second quarter, the bench just completely collapses. They did not score a point in the first half without Jokic on the court. I think it was an Austin Rivers three in the third quarter that was their first field goal without Jokic. <laughs> That's insane. Absolutely Crazy. insane. So the Hornets go up six, and again, it was just like terrible. That that Nuggets unit just had – it almost reminded me of a game from December mm. where it was like, okay, first unit puts you in a great spot, just tap it in. Nope, complete collapse. Um, Nuggets starters come back in, though, and storm right back, and you've got a little bit of confidence of – the Nuggets starting unit did not lose momentum, even though the second unit lost the, the game's momentum. The second unit or first unit comes back in, goes right back up. But there was an awful end of the half. Will Barton comes down. He takes a quick shot, like a mid-range jumper, and hits it to go. It's really a three for two. We don't talk about the three for two very often, but I think that's what he was trying to do. Mm. Came down and had two ridiculous plays after that. So it was almost like he turned, instead of getting two possessions to end the half, he gets three of them, two of which were terrible. So it was a really weird end of the half there for Barton. And the Hornets take a lead, 57-56. Third quarter, Hornets started packing the paint a little bit more. We had a lot of Jeff Green catching the ball wide open in the corner. Like, he took a couple of them, but you could just tell the Nuggets were out of rhythm. Um, Montrez Harrell, Jokic got going a little bit. Montrez Harrell gets ejected on a really weird play. Watching it and not knowing what happened, it looked like a quick double tech. Like, he got two technicals, basically, in one instance. I, I didn't think it... It was weird. Well, he there was the double tech on he on AG, but then Harold continued to complain. Sure. And so he there was a follow-up technique. So he got a complaining tech. Yeah. It was a little weird. Hey, I'm not going to complain about it. Harold's gone. He was actually having a very good game, surprisingly. No one seemed to complain about that. Nobody, not even not the even Hornets, Hornets. complain about it. You're right. They just kind of <laughs> let that one go. Um, Bones hit a three. One of the biggest plays. Ball, last minute of the third, bounced Denver's way. This is how I would say it. That second unit wasn't necessarily playing great. Bones hits a three. He catches it. On, at his ankles, goes up, knocks it down. Yep. Big time play. No calls on Denver on two back-to-back -back possessions that could have, in my opinion, resulted in Charlotte getting back-to-back -back free throws. Instead, both of them go as no calls, and the Nuggets take a 93-84 lead into the fourth quarter. There were some really good boogie plays to start the fourth quarter. I thought he had a very weak first stint, but his second stint, especially in the fourth quarter, he started to do yeah, some things that definitely. were that were important. Scoring inside, drawing fouls, grabbing rebounds. Malone waits, though. So that second unit's having a good stretch here. Malone, he does this all the time. I'll wait then. Oh, I won't put Jokic in at the seven-minute mark. I'll just kind of let this ride. They're playing all right. The bench ends on like an 8-0 run for Charlotte in Denver. It almost collapsed everything all the way down to a six-point lead. Jokic checks in. Immediately, Charlotte hits a three. It's a three-point lead. And then this is where the game gets interesting. Down the stretch, Nuggets have a three-on-one fast break. An inadvertent whistle. <laughs> Stops the break. It was the craziest thing. I've really never seen it. Stops the break. They go to a jump ball. Charlotte gets the jump ball and comes and hits a three-pointer. To me, I thought, oh, my God, that was like, that is such a huge swing. How are you going to get out of this? Jokic started going one-on-one -on -one at Plumlee. Mixed results. I think you would picture a completely dominant Jokic there. He still dominated pretty much that matchup, but a little bit of mixed results. And then here's the play. Nuggets up five, a minute to go. Barton just 
Lolly pops a pass over to you Monte Martin. That. Huh? You loved this. Oh, this was my <laughs> most frustrating play of the season. Of the season. The season was on the line tonight. They're up five points with a minute to go. And he threw the laziest pass I've ever seen across. LaMelo Ball just jumps out, steals it, uh, goes the other way and gets a, a layup. And now what is you're almost certainly going to win. Win probability of 90%. All of a sudden, it's down to probably 55%, 60%. All off of just having a lazy pass at the worst possible moment. Um, you come back the other way, uh, and you're going up. Uh, what were they up? Five points. Denver gets a score. I think Jokic gets a score. You're going the other way. They take Jokic out. Set situation. You have a chance to set your defense. Well, Barton somehow leaves uh, Terry wide open for a three, just like is on his heels for some reason, and he drains a three. Jokic... The other way now to clinch it with 35 seconds left or so, he misses a jump hook but gets the offensive rebound. Actually, Aaron Gordon tapped the offensive rebound to him, and Jokic hits the two free throws in the pressure cooker, and that was all she wrote. Nuggets set a record. They get that uh, road win. But my God, this was one of those ones where they didn't necessarily earn the win, in my opinion. They got the win but didn't necessarily earn it. There was enough dumb plays down there that if they would have lost, you would have been like, man, they, they deserved it. But fortunately, they were able to pull this out. Um, Dev, what's your big takeaway from this one? A very, very awkward uh, game um, from from the Nuggets, and we're still looking for that complete game, especially you know down the home stretch where um, they're trying to get into to playoff um, atmosphere type of games and, and trying to crack down on those things. And the the starters were really, really good. Um, yeah, all of them finished in double figures. Not a single other player, you know, nobody on the bench finishing double figures. Man, um, so. Minuses across the board, positives across the board for the for the starters, um, and I just want them to try to get it together and come together. This is a game that Nuggets got. Adi- I mean, sorry, uh, Jokic got additional help, um, you know, from from other people. Um, Barton scored. Um, Jeff Green finished with 14. Monte scored. Everybody else is scoring, and it wasn't on Jokic the entire time. Uh, Aaron Gordon starts out a very very strong, very very fast, um, but. Just trying to get to it's a complete game. I think that's my biggest takeaway. What about you of their vote? I mean, one of them is how important the bench has become to this team's success. And then zooming in, how important it is having a traditional lineup for the bench. And so tonight there were three, four guards out there often. No yeah, Michael no Jamie. No Zeke Naji even. That's old news now. But back in the day, he would have been that next man up. I thought that hurt them. I didn't think they had a ton of good options it's there. Really good note. Um, and then... You know, by the way, I also thought my next take takeaway is just Malone was coaching this one like a playoff game. I know he waited a little late in the fourth, but he brought Jokic back earlier in the second than he usually does. Yeah. He also yanked Bryn Forbes and Davon Reed after the first half in which neither looked particularly good. So there was a sort of uh, not middle of the season, a couple of adjustments that he made that I thought were good tonight. I looked this up tonight. LeBron has played 29 games this year with 37 or more minutes. Jokic just played six. <laughs> I just like, I, part of me is like, I understand it when it's January, when it's December. We can see the finish line. It's right around the corner. There's now six games left in the season. You can see it. This was a must-win game, and I just, so for me, I'm, I'm with you, Vote. Like, it's not the biggest deal in the Nuggets won, so I guess it works out. But part of me just looks at that and goes, is Jokic more tired if he plays an extra two minutes tonight? In any one game, probably no, but I do think but we're a, there, but I do. Th- sure. So I get that. But I, I understand that philosophy across the entire season when you were watching Jokic in round two last year thinking he has nothing left. So yeah. I 
I, I see both sides of this one. I I, it's funny because a lot of people have hit me up and saying, like, you know, can they find a spot to rest Yoke? Like, no, they cannot rest Yoke at your game. They right. just can't. They unless just they can't. have, unless they get to the very end of the season and they have the, the last game of the year, they don't, it doesn't matter. Maybe you rest them there. In fact, it's the Lakers, so I would. Um, you got to get the six seed. And if you do get the six seed, you get like five or six days off before the playoffs begin because we have the play in. We have two mm -hmm. rounds of play in before the playoffs begin. So for me, that's where you rest. You try to get that six seed and you rest because if you fall to the play in, I'm sorry, like the season's going to get. It's not that it's over, but it's just that your odds go down so much anyway that at that point, fewer things matter. Jokic tonight, though, we got to celebrate him a little bit. 26 points, 19 rebounds, 11 assists, two steals. He is the DraftKings Sportsbook's king of the game. 26 points, 19, yeah, 11. Okay. Yeah, I thought he was okay as well. He was a team high and a game high plus 21. You know, he missed a couple little bunnies. He did look a little tired down the stretch. He was going up against Plumlee. He did miss a couple bunnies that we didn't expect, including like <laughs> he had one weird jump hook that even the shot, the form of it was a little was strange weird, yeah. to me or whatever. Like but. But it doesn't matter. Like that stat line, we talked about when Yoke has to go to the mattresses, when it's like, hey, it's 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 go time. We need a win. The number one stat you can count on him getting, rebounds. He grabs 19 tonight. Like five offensive rebounds as well. And I'm gonna go right into this one. There's a lot of we're at that MVP court portion here. I did not expect this piece of information to be pertinent for Yoke this year in his MVP campaign. A Nuggets record wins on the road this season. You don't have Jamal Murray, you don't have Michael Porter Jr., and you set a Nuggets franchise record for wins on the road. That's to me, is like, I actually think that's a pretty substantial little piece that I just had never thought of. I mean, if you're going to... if. If you're going to pick a season to set the franchise record for road wins, it might as well be the season where you can't buy a win at home, right? Yeah. <laughs> Got to offset that darkness somehow. Is that is that not an MVP case? Like, is that not at least going, like, line three or four when you're making the case? Absolutely. When you talk about, um, when you talk about, like, like the, the problems or, like, things that could happen, it's those road games. Right. Um, you know, those, there's letdown spots. There's, like, you know, rest. There's, uh, you know, not going into it with the right mentality. And Denver has found a way to win those games, and that's why they're still competing. Think about if they had a regular year on the road. They're, they're a playing team. They're, you know, they're not doing well. But they, they found a way to, to keep bouncing back and to combat those type of um, downfalls there, and, and they win. So, yeah, that's something that you add on. You add on every single thing that you can because that's what it's about is finding those advantages. And he found one of the biggest ones um, that most people can't do. Yeah. I To me, I, I'm kind of surprised you guys are lower energy on this because I thought you were going to be like – I to me, like that record is kind of big. The Nuggets have been around for 56 years, 56 seasons. To get the – to set a record, and it's a wins record on the road, I'm like, that's pretty impressive. You could even make the case that one of the high-profile things about this year has been just the lack of Nuggets fans in some of these high-profile games. You could make the case Jokic overcoming injuries – Overcoming the Cronkies, overcoming everything this year. I, I honestly think it's a big feather in his cap. So I was pretty impressed with that. And when you talk about the Nuggets are currently a six seed, they're almost certainly going to be on the road to start the playoffs. It means a little something to me that they have proven to be road warriors. It almost every year you have a little personality to you. Like, what is it? I kind of like the, you know what this team is this year? Road warriors. Sure. They're a road team, so you got to go into Golden State or maybe Memphis. You got to go into Utah to a hostile crowd. You might have to do that for your first round. Cool. This Nuggets team, that's actually what they're good at. That's what they're best at. And that's like a selling point when you're the coach and also like for just sure. like the leader of the team is like, hey, it's okay to go on the road and try to do it. Also, your backs have been against the wall the entire year. 
add this on you know to, you know add this on as a peg add this on to be able to go out there and get those type of wins because you've been here you've been you know one of the best teams in the entire nba um on the road so being on the road is nothing to you guys and yeah. you come home and you finish it so yeah i think that that's a, a great thing to just have you know for a coach do you think that becomes a rallying cry vote sure we're and road warriors baby also i mean if you had to pick one that you could fix and turn around it would be the home wins right <laughs> yeah i think sure. eventually those will start to come in a playoffs you still look at the home games as an advantage but yeah i think and not just that guys who are, are used to more reduced roles who are used to high usage, high leverage opportunities across 82 games now. I'm thinking of Monte Morris in particular, who just has to have that much more confidence in himself to lead the team from the point guard position to a road win. I mean, that's it's a great quality for a team to have. It's really weird. I mean, they beat up on below 500 teams. They win on the road. Right. <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> that they're just home success away from maybe home court this year. I, we'll we'll see so if they true. can figure that out. It's so true. Um I don't know. I, I we might need to do two segments on him, like to to start it here. But Aaron Gordon tonight in that first quarter, I know it tailed off a little bit, but he had 21 points tonight, seven rebounds, three assists, two steals, one block. He got one of every single stat. Goes nine of 16 from the field. But to me, Dev, man, his last three games, he's been getting to the paint. Yep, three or four, whatever it's been. But he's been. It looks like it's he's made a point of no, I go to the rim now, and I don't know if that's like we all talk about. It's 10 games out it's time to push it in the you know top gear i feel like he more than anyone else i'm looking at and i'm like that to me looks like a guy that flipped a switch yeah, yeah he's definitely elevated his game and he's starting to be a uh, like a lot more aggressive it's been for a while now you know multiple games in a row where he's been the second option again and that's mm. what the nuggets have desperately needed is another guy in this game he changed the entire game plan um, for Charlotte because they went from just double teaming uh, Jokic the entire time. And it's like, all right, just keep double teaming him. Aaron Gordon's going to eat them alive. And he was. And he was, you know, the reason that they got out to a to a quick lead um, that I think that it just made them have to, um, you know, audible from the game plan. Mm. It was bound for him to, like, you know, to, to not finish with a monster game. That's just not who he is. That's not what he is. Um, and also, he, you know, I don't even think he started shooting anymore um, the same type of ways. But he did exactly what you needed in that game, and that's just to add a little bit more and to just be that second guy, and I feel like he did that. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's what we've been waiting to see, right, is him look not just good, but the way we talked about him that first half of the season. What a fit alongside Jokic, right? What The way he fills in the cracks for this roster. Starting to see that a little bit more the last two, three games. And of course, you've hit the nail on the head, Adam. I mean, a wide open shooting lane, shoot, you know, a wide open shot can also be viewed as a wide open cutting lane or driving right. lane. And I think AG starting to approach it that way more. Um, he looked really good tonight. The other thing I'll shout out, he had seven total rebounds tonight, five of those on the offensive glass. That's huge. That's um, big time. Including one really big one late in the fourth quarter, if I'm remembering correctly. So the, another good approach game from AG, and you just have to be thrilled from that. I think that's a, a pretty – I didn't even notice that five off on the offensive end. I mean, we talked about this, that Denver every year in the Jokic chair is great on the offensive board. I mean, this is kind of the M.O. You stretch a team out, you, there's there's a vulnerability there. And maybe it really is as simple as A.G. just, like, paced himself. And now it's he's possible. sprinting, sprinting it's through possible. the line. I hope that's the case because if you get this version of Aaron Gordon, even without Murray and Porter, the Nuggets do then become at least a threat 
to some of these other teams. You know, you that that's a that's a missing piece was oh yeah, Aaron Gordon actually can do some stuff sometimes like he did in the first quarter tonight, and it really changes games. So I'm encouraged by that. Let's take a break. On the other side, though, we got to go to the bench and talk about them and what went wrong for them in this one. And most important of all, we got to look at the standings. We're on standings watch right now, and they change every single night. You know what hasn't changed? This sweet deal coming to you from Evoca TV. We keep hearing from people in the DMs, the text messages in person at the takeover. Ivaca TV, who helped us, by the way, with that takeover at Ball Arena, uh, they're taking over themselves. They provide altitude sports right now, and that this service is available in Denver, Colorado Springs, Phoenix, Boise, and Twin Falls, comma, Idaho. That's right. You heard right. They have altitude sports. They're making it easy to follow the Colorado teams that you love, the teams you deserve to watch, to be frank. Uh, and so how do you sign up for this? You go to evoca.tv slash DNVR. It's only $25 per month plus receiver. Check them out and uh, let us know how they're treating you because the reviews so far, guys and gals, they're great. And so we want to keep pushing Evoca TV on all of you until everyone can watch the Nuggets again. Another thing you can do while you're watching the Nuggets is drink Breckenridge Brewery. Man, these are our two sponsors of the party bus. My God. They did. Incredible. Shout out sponsors because what a night that was. Um, and Breck Brew did supply a bunch of beers that we gave to the party bus goers. People ordered it on tap here at the DNVR bar, DNVR bar yeah. because, of course, that's always an option. Whatever kind of Breck Brew you're looking for, you can find it with the Breck Beer Locator. Just look that up on Google. Tell them what you're looking for. Tell them where you live. They'll tell you where to go to pick up your favorite brand of Breckenridge Brewery, your favorite flavor, I should say. Remember, the farmhouse is open, socially distanced, beautifully set up for outside dining. If you're more comfortable at home, you can still order curbside pick-up 12 to 8 p.m. Order delicious food and booze from the farmhouse. If you're able, call 303-803-1380 from 12 to 8 p.m. for pickup. Use code DNVR to save $5. That's it. Alrighty, back here, segment two. Um, was there anybody else from the starting unit that you kind of feel deserves special mention or special? I mean, Monte Morris tonight had nine assists, fourteen say. points, nine assists to go with three rebounds. One thing I will say, just as good as a, a of a game that Aaron Gordon had on the offensive end, and you remember those plays, his most memorable play of the game was the block for me. Off the backboard? Off the backboard mm. in crunch time and, you know, just kept going. And I'm glad that the defense is starting to come back where he has two steals and pan, playing those uh, passing lanes. Um, he's getting out and running. Um, they, you know, they started getting the oops going. So he's doing a little bit more um, than what we've, you know, expected. And it's what, you know, we've been asking for him. So I just want to say something about the defense because I've been on it all season long. Yeah, and, and this is the thing that's so encouraging. I was is AG. We've been tough on him lately. Like he's been a little disappointing For sure. over this middle portion of the season. But when he plays like he does tonight, it really does give you this different confidence because he looks like, you know, AG's role on this team is the same as an OG Ananobi, the same as a Mikael Bridges, the same of like these guys that are not inconsequential players. They're really big. Be defensive lockdown guys, but also competent on the offensive end that some nights it's your night, like tonight, and you can do these things. If they swing the ball to you, you feel confident. If you get a one-on-one, -on -one, hey, he might be able to beat his guy off the dribble every here and there. So that's why it's so important, and, and I, I'm just – I'm hopeful we have that guy back because I know it. He is that guy. He's just sure. not that guy for 82 games. But I'm hopeful sure. we have him back. Me too, man. Me too. It's a great note, and that's the big hope right now. Um, you go to the bench here. Bones tonight, 19 minutes. He gets nine points, two rebounds, two assists. He goes two of six from the field, including two of five from the three-point line. I felt like he was a little passive in that fourth quarter in a way that it was weird. And I don't know if this was a game plan thing. He had oh, he had a a. a 
IT. IT on him. Horrible defender. Can't guard anyone. And they kept setting screens for I him. I know, man. I don't know why. They kept setting screens for him. I felt like that was a bones. Let him cook or what have you. But and he just didn't do it tonight. Yeah, we didn't see that same uh, assertiveness that we've been seeing from him as of late where he just can't be start, uh, stopped. And also, on a guy that he knows for a fact can't guard him, right. I really thought he was going to do it because he challenges everybody. Um, you put him on, you know, Bone, Bones Island, and he's going to try to cook. This was a game that he was kind of relaxed, trying to just, you know, get others involved, trying to get within the flow of the offense. And I feel like they were trying to run plays um, with him there instead of those ISO situations where he's best at. Um, him being free is where he excels. Um and I'm glad, like, the shot, like, fell, like, the deep shot. But he has to be way, way more aggressive um, if they, if that second unit wants to get themselves in a flow offensively. Yeah, five of his six field goal attempts tonight were from deep. And that felt uh, just like the wrong distribution, right? I mean, with IT guarding him, couldn't agree. We talked about it pregame. Both he and Austin Rivers should have just attacked him off the dribble. And I mean, it's all easier said than done, especially from this couch. But just with the way Bones has been playing post-All-Star break, you would have thought that's easy money. And I thought maybe trying to play through DeMarcus Cousins almost a little too much, the bench was. Um, but yeah, just a, a weird one from Bones whose confidence looked lower tonight than it's been of late. Maybe he overthought not trying to, to force the issue tonight. I'm not sure. I mean, no, no harm, no foul in the win, of course. But this was not the best of bones we've seen since the All-Star break. Bryn Forbes got five minutes and was taken out. Dave Henry got four minutes. Like I, I feel like he's out of the circle trust pretty firmly now. Don't Doesn't it seem that way? I mean, they could use some shooting from him, but if he's not going to be making, I just feel like he's got a quick. It's almost like Malone puts him out there and is like, you got a three to end you or no? Yeah, I agree. I can agree. And if he doesn't, then whatever. Well, he's also he's a high mistake guy. I mean, look, defensively, Bryn Forbes is not good. That's well documented. <laughs> But he also doesn't know where to be a lot of the time. And whether or not the window for the shot is there, if he catches it, he's shooting it. Or else he's turning it over, it feels like, right now. So this is this could be the kind of thing, Dev, that's easily rectified. But he hits two or three in a row. He gets himself going again. And we, we're all reminded by how helpful a shooting threat is. Yeah, he has a short lease right now. And, and also, you're supposed to because, I mean, he's a shooter that has not been making shots. So if you're not doing that then what really are you bringing? Like he's fouling guys um, at a lot of times. It seems like, like you said, he's just out there just running around, um, not knowing where to be and things like that. And like that takes a toll, especially on that second unit where they have to be um, on the same um, page, right. uh, you know, in unison and things like that. And he just isn't bringing that. I do think that uh, he's, you know, pretty much out of the rotation right now. But at any time you put him out there and you just need a three-pointer, I feel like they're going to go back to them. Um like just having a guy that can um, extend the defense and, and bring that type of gravity is just something that you could have and you like and you just gonna need at some point. You know who is in the circle of trust off of the bench? I think maybe the number one circle of trust guy is Austin Rivers, and he played 26 minutes tonight, and he got the close. Like that's the big thing is he got to close this game in place of Jeff Green, which I think was a great call. Yeah, one you needed somebody that could get stops. He's the only guy. Denver's weakest. Like their biggest weakness, when you talk about overall as a team, it honestly, in my opinion, is perimeter containment. They get cooked. They get cooked by guys in perimeter containment too often. And Austin Rivers is the one guy that I feel good about. For I'm sure. like, so I almost am at the point. I know this sounds kind of crazy. I might be at the point where I just want him on the court at crutch time. <laughs> like, I don't know who that means you have to take out. Probably Will Barton most of the time, but sometimes it's going to be Jeff Green. Whoever it is, 
I just want him on the court because I want him guarding whoever it is that I'm most afraid about getting into the paint. Yeah, that. like uh, just having uh, a guy that is willing to play defense the entire time. Right. Like yeah, that, exactly. that point of contact defense that he puts on, he's willing to put his body out there. He's willing to, you know, um, get hit in the head. Like, And we've seen that today where he's, he's just, <laughs> yeah. just going to do it all. And that's something that I just really did not expect at all, like from Austin Rivers. Like my idea of him – before the Nuggets, where sure. he's just gunning, he's just wants sure. to score. He he's all about himself, and like you've seen that transformation from him. And Denver really has been using him, and they've been needing um, that type of defense uh, against you know Lamelo Ball and these like these guards, Terry Rozier. Like those are really good guards and shifty guards that can really just mess up your entire defense. Um, he makes sure that he like <clears throat> makes it hard for them. He's physical. He's quick. He's you know making you think so. Yeah, having a guy like that at all times, like I want him in the game, and also he doesn't make many mistakes. Yeah, yeah. If you're checking box scores this season more than games, there's going to be a lot of Austin Rivers praise that's flying right over your head. But there are games where he looks poor offensively, or he's not playing well offensively, and that's because all of his effort is on the other end, and you can see it. I mean, he is working, and he works hard. And by the way, there is something to that Austin in for Jeff. That lineup with Monte Austin and Will. Now I don't look. I can contextualize this data entirely. No, but there's a lot of good numbers on that line. The right. five-man data on that lineup is uh, is good. Really? Yeah, it is. Mm. They've had a good year. So I don't know when they play, how often that is. You know what I mean? Like, or how often you can go to that. But I I sort of like the idea of taking Jeff out for Austin to, to close sometimes, depending on the size of your opponent. What do you? Here's the big question. I think that. Like after this, after this game, it's sort of the big question I have for the Nuggets. Do you feel so? They have two wins in a row. They've won three of their last four. Clippers. They lost to Phoenix. Then Oklahoma City, Charlotte. Do you feel has this been a a stretch that has given you confidence that the Nuggets are ready to close this out and hold on to the six seed or maybe even climb? Or do you feel like you're like I don't know, man? They kind of squeaked one by Oklahoma City, squeaked one by here. I think like, I'm a little bit worried. I think the squeaking and by these teams that they could easily win or beat um, just does something for me. I really, I just want them to play complete games, even if they lose the game. It was like, like the Boston game, yeah. where you're like, hey, that's the type of game. Like it, against, or it, was it Boston or was it Phoenix? One of them they played like really, really good. It was and Phoenix. Was, it was yeah, Phoenix. Boston they got murdered. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was Phoenix. Where I was like, hey, even though they lost, anybody else they're gonna beat playing that type of way, um, playing with that type of, you know, just spats. Like, they, they were energetic. They were ready, like, to, to compete. Um, they brought it on both ends. of No, not both ends. Of, but they tried to score, and they tried mm -hmm. to, like, just, like, was in the game. So um, if they could get, get more of those type of effort type games, then yes. But against OKC, that's missing every single, per like, like, body. And then also Charlotte, who just really didn't look like they wanted to win, that was not in desperation mode. Um even though like they should have been, that that worries me a little bit. But what do you think? Like, are you confident that the Nuggets are approaching their best basketball? No, I'm confident in them avoiding the play-in right now. But okay. you know, in terms of them flipping some switch and and looking like a great playoff team anytime soon, I'll definitely hold off on that. But yeah, I, I think they're going to hold on to that. Like, I think they. We make a lot of how ugly these games can look, but the Nuggets have won these games. They've taken care of business. We know the Wolves' schedule gets a little hard down the stretch. They've had to push so hard to gain so little ground. Um, 
and the Nuggets have the best player in the world. So I feel good about them avoiding the play-in right now. But as far as them rounding into form heading into the playoffs, not so much. The Nuggets kind of have one more of these. Like, they've got um, the Pacers tomorrow who have not been very good. Uh, or not tomorrow, I'm sorry, on Wednesday. You know, Pacers haven't been very good. They've lost four in a row. They're a tanking team. They have nothing left to play for. So they got one more of these where if Denver gets an uninspiring four or five point game, you'll say whatever. But after that is where the real test, real test comes. And look, we've seen this from Denver. When do they play their best? Usually when it's like, hey, more is required of them. Yeah. They very, they really are a team that is good at taking their foot off the gas pedal when they know they can, they can sort of waltz on by. And maybe that's the situation the Nuggets are finding themselves in right now. I don't know. But this game, to me, just didn't inspire a ton of confidence. It didn't make me worried. I mean, I'm not, like, more worried or this or that. It's just you're waiting for that game where it's like, oh, yeah, the Nuggets can be great, and we just didn't get that. I don't think either of these last two, even though you got the Ws, so I won't sit and complain. Why don't we hit our other break? On the other side, Harrison Wind is wrapping up. We might actually have to swap you vote after the uh, ad break. Just to get the last player, which is Yoke, which usually takes like 20 extra minutes. Fine by me. Um, but we'll get a break and we'll read some super chats. We'll go around the association and we'll go from there. Colorado's premier dispensary, Light Shade, 10 Colorado locations. We're partners with them because, um, well, because they're Colorado's premier dispensary. And if you use promo code DNVR, you can get 25% off on any Light Shade location. And while they're yet, while you're there, might you want to check out Wana, Wana Optimals Fast Asleep. Uh, 20 to 100 THC to TBD ratio, CBD ratio, excuse me. If you need to catch up on some shut-eye after the big game, no matter when you take them, this well-rounded recipe will leave you feeling rested and refreshed in the morning. Over-the-counter pharmaceuticals knock you out with powerful drugs that leave you in a fog. That's not the case with Wana. Want to try it? Where can you find it? At Lightshade. Use promo code DNVR for 25% off. And... The American Raptors are playing rugby at Infinity Park. This is a crossover group of athletes who have succeeded and thrived in their respective backgrounds of sport. Now they're trying their hand in rugby. They went 5-5 five and five in their first season, and they want you to come check them out in this upcoming season. Look, if you didn't know, one of the capitals of rugby culture in USA is right here in Colorado, Glendale, Colorado. Rugby Town USA, so check them out. By the way, if you want to learn more about the game, if you're already a big rugby fan and you're looking for more content, Check out the D the weekly DNVR Rugby podcast hosted by the homie Colton Strigler. That's available the homie. wherever your podcasts are available. Dude, we got a tailgate uh, uh, rugby game this year, a Raptors game. Remember when we did that two, three years ago, like right when we started? We got to do it again, man. It'll be a good time. Um, all right, we got this, any super chats today? Any sickos? Yes. We actually do. Wow. I was like, I just realized that I said we'll go to super chats, and I'm like, I don't know if we have any. Morgan says, great meeting you guys Saturday. Still recovering from all of the Breck brews. Had a uh, quiet LFG. Glad to see AG getting back to form. As many O-Rebs as Yoke. Hell yeah, man. It really was great. It was great meeting you as well. It was great. Man, I'm telling you, it's the best part. We know all these people online, then you meet them in real life. I met Smugget for the first time. You Denver hadn't met Smugget. him yet? I hadn't met him. Yeah, he was here one time, and it's I decided to meet him. So, a real person, the legend. Met so many great people. It was awesome. Even... um. Marco, who makes the rocket, he brought a rakia. Oh my god! Did you try it? Listen, you guys Listen. know. You guys know I hate. They hate know that the alcohol. They know that. That was good. That was incredible. It was actually, really good. I like. I, I would have took a few more. I'm not kidding. That's like a top five alcohol I've ever had. It was good. Shouts to Marco. That that's that's. It, it was fire. Literally, it's called Vatre, I think, which is 
Serbian for fire. I might have screwed that up. Help me out, Serbians. Vatra. Which is funny because it sounds like water, but it's fire. The elements. <laughs> Josh says, Joker TD on my birthday. Let's get Happy that. Happy birthday, Josh. Oh, division title, LFG. Hell yeah, happy birthday, Josh. How are you paying us on your birthday? We got to throw that back to you, man. <laughs> happy birthday to you. We got to get you out here for one of these party buses, man. Um, you've been a, being a homie for a really long time. Happy birthday. Hope it's a great one. Sucks when your birthday falls on a Monday. You yeah. know that? Yeah, I just change my birthday whenever it does something really? like that. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, it's Saturday night. What do you know? <laughs> DK says... I believe it is time for Reed to take Will's mantle as the two at the two spot. Better defense, better decision making, better shooting. Reed got benched after four minutes tonight, <laughs> so maybe just another night. Let's do this some other night. Uh, look, man, Barton's been bad. I don't get it. I, so he's in a funk. He's in a weird. He has a weird energy to him. I, it's just weird with Barton right now. I mean, if you want to put your energy, your negative Barton energy in a place, just I'm telling you guys for your own mental health, put it towards hoping Barton plays better. <laughs> it actually like. You hoping a thing doesn't change, hope that he plays better because that's really the only thing that can happen that would be positive with the Barton situation this year. And by the way, he did some nice stuff. Like, here's the thing about Barton. He had some good moments tonight. He had some, like, big plays that were mad. turnovers. It was the turnovers. It was the the worst play was the one I was talking about, that lazy turnover. But he had another one that killed me. Oh, the defense. The defense where the Nuggets had 22 and a half seconds of great defense. Oh, and he And for some reason, he went for a steal that resulted in being attacked Uh, five on four. An alley-oop dunk. You turned a defensive possession that was almost certain to be a Hail Mary three, Chuck, into a dunk. And it was like, so he, I get it. I'm with you guys. I get it. I see it. I'm just telling you for your own sanity, root for Will Barton to play better. Root for him to make his shots. Root for him not to turn it over. Don't root for him to do so something crazy to happen because I'm telling you, you're going to be upset every single also, time. Also, 18-6-3 plus 15, they won. Yeah, whatever. It's so true. You know, I mean, it's so true. Okay. Barton's mistakes are the loudest, but they're often always also like the most overstated. And I'm with you. Those plays tonight were my least and favorite matter, plays that have ever happened. Yeah. So I'm with you. I'm just saying. All right, what do we got? Team Jokic, he says, I'm going to be in for the Spurs and Grizz game next week from Michigan. Hell Let's yeah, go. huge fan of you guys. Will I be welcome to watch a game yes. in the bar since I'm only 17? Yes. Hope so. Most casual 26, 19, 11 for the MVP. Uh, absolutely. This is a bar and restaurant, so we people are welcome in even if you can't drink, and that's okay. Um, but, yeah, definitely come in. So are you here? Those games are at home, right? Those are home games. The Memphis one is for sure home. What was the other one he said? Spurs, San Antonio. Spurs, so yeah. yeah, those are both home games. So, but if you're not at the game, of course you can come here. And of course, uh, if you are going to the game, you can come here before, have dinner, talk to us, you know, whatever. What else we got? Smugget says, "I think we aren't stoked enough on this win." Adam and Matt agreed on lockdown that this was likely lost tonight. Nugs uh, win is amazing in my book. I agree. I blame these guys. What us? Yeah, I blame you guys. I'll take that. My energy's low tonight. What the hell? I gave it. I gave it all to you the takeover. Did. You know what? It's a good excuse. Yeah. I just, What's uh, your excuse, Dev? I actually said that they were going to win the game. You did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'm just, I'm not. My energy's low because it's what I expected. Yeah, I really did expect them to just win that. You know, that game, especially. It, yeah, that team's not as good as Denver. They really um, are. I was very unimpressed with them tonight. I was like just so unimpressed. Yeah. By the way, I did think they their crunch time offense was a tired team at the end of a back-to-back. Some lazy one-and-done, just chuck that up there and pray it falls. But that's what I mean, though. I think that they're kind of just a lazy team. 
Well, I think they, I think they run, and I think they've yeah, got they a lot do of fast athletes. Break. You're but right. Like, you know, can you clean it up in crunch time? Half court's a different question. By the way, again, like. I, I'm not your numbers guy, so contextualizing all of this. I was talking about this before. Cleaning the glass. Monte Morris, Austin Rivers, Will Barton, Aaron Gordon, Nikola Jokic. They played 159 possessions together this year. Cleaning the glass has them at plus 33 and a half differential, which is in the 99th percentile in the league. So some small sample size theater there, but that lineup has succeeded and maybe one to think about down the stretch when you're not liking what you're seeing from Jeff as much. I, I can't believe how much I've enjoyed Austin Rivers. I've genuinely enjoyed Austin Rivers on the Nuggets. Like I, I, I feel good about him, especially when you start to bring back some of these other guys, some more offense. I'm like, cool. Austin Rivers, I just have faith in him to do his job, which is always great. Oh my gosh, it got windy in here. Did he? Is, what are we doing here? What would you say we're we're doing here uh, stylistically? Um, yeah. Well, you don't like it. I mean, I like it. You're just, like uh, a free spirit. Like I'm we, getting my Aaron Gordon on. Wow, <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. This is an Aaron Gordon. You're back there doing. You were doing some aerobics. Harrison back there, just strolled in with uh, his DMVR. shirt very yeah. unbuttoned. Yeah, very unbuttoned. very sober, but very uh, free flowing. <laughs> Harrison, uh, why don't you take us behind the scenes? Sure. He, can I ask you for sure, real quick? Yes. Honest. What? We just have one more super chat still. Oh, we still have one more super chat. Okay, we'll get to it's it. Just gonna, do we think the Bill Kennedy Joker uh, ship sailed even further tonight? I'm telling you, Dude, I, this this has been my thing, man. I think two. <laughs> I love that he's coming in hot. Two referees like Nikola Jokic in the NBA. Okay. Okay. One is Billy Kennedy. Yeah, I agree. Strong the agree. other is an Eastern European ref who's from the Baltics. Really? Yeah. There's the, one. Really? Yeah. The Baltics one. or the Balkans? The Balkans, sorry. The Balkans. That's <laughs> yes, all right. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. But I think both those guys are in Jokic's corner. Man, that's wild, bro. That's wild. I think Billy Kennedy for sure likes it, though. Yeah. Like, the inadvertent whistle aside, though, that one killed me. Also, that was a weird one. Tricep corner with Billy Kennedy. <laughs> Holy! He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows exactly. I love Billy Kennedy. Man. I love. I love when the refs are characters. But most of them, when they're characters, their character is asshole. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. like uh, most of the referees that you know their name, it's because they're antagonists. But that's they how just... the referees used to be. Like, Billy Kennedy is from the older generation of refs. Now they come in and they're like robots. You they think? Got, they got no personality. Oh, now. it's like yeah, they've like they've killed. Yeah. Yeah. Billy Kennedy is definitely a performer. Yeah. Like when the when it's time, like he's, he's like, from you know the Jilly Crawford school. Yeah. Yeah. The guns and all, you know, like he's working out because he's like, yeah. I, I wonder if those guys go home and review their reviews. Like, how can I get in a better stance? Yeah, like, like on the, the table. Because I mean, let's not kid ourselves. Every single time yeah. today, Billy Kennedy walked up and he did this one. It's like one arm forward, one arm back, bends a little. Oh, flexes he's, both. He's, like he's rehearsing the both, stance like he's little, in. But it's like the turn. It's yeah. like natural enough that you could be like, hey, he's just leaning on the right. thing. But you know, it's not natural. <laughs> like he knows I gotta work out my triceps more than any other muscle. Billy Kennedy goes home and he watches the tape of him giving reviews and he takes notes and he's like, you know, shoulder what? higher a little, next time. Yeah. Shoulder higher. I'm yeah. gonna give a look because even today he had one where he like stopped himself to rephrase it a different way. I can't remember <laughs> what it was, but it was like he also like, the has challenges. The, yeah. <clears throat> Upon further review, he has the perfect <laughs> pa the perfect pause down too. You know, oh, it's so great. Oh, I love Billy Kennedy. I he's am in the club. I is in the club. I am I all for. But I can't believe I stand a referee. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. Here we uh, are. So I only talked to Mullen and Monte Morris tonight. Nugget set a record for franchise road wins in a season tonight. That's right. They got their twenty third road win. Do we have a graphic for this? The road. <laughs> Let's we go. Got a the Road Warrior. Oh, 
there we go. Oh, hell yeah. Do we Look need at to this, credit Yogic. Al Quinn for that, or is that My us? goodness. Oh, okay. Ooh. My oh, goodness. Look at this wow. thing. Really made Yoke's neck kind of long, though. That's the only, uh, if I had one. I wonder if 104.3, the fan's going to rip off that one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just, uh, wow. Just going at him. Um, so, yeah, 23 road wins, the most Nuggets have ever had in this season. It's crazy that they set that record in this season. But Malone loved the urgency from the start. He loved how Aaron Gordon started the game in attack mode. Same. Malone said he love, loves how he's playing right now. He thought he set the tone for the game just with that first quarter. Uh, Malone also mentioned that he shortened the rotation tonight. I don't think Bryn Forbes or um, Davon Reed played in the second half. Right. So that was interesting. Only eight offensive rebounds, I think, for Charlotte tonight. They got 17 last night in Brooklyn. And... Then he was just talking more about his messaging to Aaron Gordon. He said they were on the elevator today after brunch. He said, the way you're attacking, that's how we need you to play. Don't let the defense on the hook. Be aggressive. He says he told Aaron, when you shoot a three, the defense goes, thank goodness this guy isn't putting his head down and putting me through the rim. Wow. Yeah. He, so who said this one? Who said this quote? Malone. Uh, of him. Yeah. That's, yeah. A great, that's an interesting one. Yeah. It's true. There Absolutely was a different, true. a different aggression. Look, I to mean, him. I feel like we talk about this with Aaron Gordon. We definitely this do. This is the narrative with him. Like yeah. when he plays like he did in the first quarter tonight, he's unstoppable. Yeah. When he lets the defense off the hook, he's not. And then Malone was talking about Isaiah Thomas tonight, and he thought back to when it was on the Nuggets a few years back, and then off the Nuggets or, or out of the rotation. He said the conversation that he had with IT about moving him out of the rotation after nine games, he called it the toughest conversation he's ever had to have as a head coach. He says he called him into his office after he played nine games, said he was taking him out of the rotation. IT didn't like the, the decision, but Malone said, look, it wasn't personal. And then Malone said, look, Isaiah means a lot to me. I'm proud of him. Proud that he's back in the league right now where he belongs. I think Charlotte picking him up for the rest of the year is a smart move. And, he says that when IT was in Denver, he helped Jamal and Monte. It'll be the best players they can be. So a lot of positive stuff from IT tonight. That's that's interesting. He missed yeah. a huge three for Denver. He did, yeah, man. He, he did. did. See, this he got a lot of run tonight. Like he played way more tonight than he usually does. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, though, man. Like this is what I mean about tonight's game. Is yes, Denver won, but like oh, they caught some breaks. They caught some, they caught breaks, some breaks, man, yeah. during their their lulls. He also yeah. didn't catch some breaks. Like, there was an inadvertent whistle that one was on a kicked ball yeah. right. transition. Right. But, you know, so it goes. They won. Yeah. So then we spoke to Monte as well tonight, and he said, look, we're coming down the stretch of the season. Uh, the urgency is there. Having veteran guys who have you know been in these types of situations obviously helps. We're like a veteran team now. This isn't our first rodeo. Uh, he said DeMarcus Cousins has been really vocal especially before games, like in the huddles before games, making sure everybody's mind is right. Uh, <laughs> just heading into that people. first quarter. <laughs> yeah. He's just barking at dudes. <laughs> I, I think so, man. I, I think so. Oh, that's I, awesome. It's been part of why he's been so valuable. On Aaron Gordon, Monte was saying, I love when AG plays like that. He knows that we all like when he plays big down low, when he's in attack mode, that opens things up for the other guys. And then Monte was asked, what was the difference first half to second half? For the second unit, he said he thought the ball got popping more for the no, second unit. Who said this? Who do you think Monte, said this? Monte, Monte, Monte Moore. Man, this, this is Mr. Nugget. The third guy ball is popping reference that I've talked about in the last week. 
this from is, Monte this, this is all cool until it's revealed Adam's just been texting his agent. <laughs> <laughs> like, here's what you're going to have him say. Yeah. The fans will love it if. Man. <laughs> Hell yeah, Monte. Yeah. And then Monte was 29 talking about assists, though. Isaiah not quite Thomas poppin'. as well. Mm-hmm. Very close right, to Right, we were one away from one away from poppin'. territory. Yeah. But nine from Monte. The full Monte. Wow, that's true. Nine. The full Monte. Wait, full did he have Monte. a turnover? He had one, though. Nine to one is full. Nine that's, to one is full. It has to be five to one or better. Yeah, so the right. full Monte is the full Monte for sure. And then finally, Monte was talking about Isaiah Thomas. He said he's a great friend of mine and to many people around the league. Uh, it was fun seeing him back out there and playing at a high level with a smile on his face. It is true, though. Like I yeah. actually agree with him on this. I, I, I really like it. You know, I don't love yeah. him as a player. To be a full disclosure, like I don't like tiny little guards that can't guard. But <laughs> sorry, sorry, vote. <laughs> sorry about that. But honestly, like I really like it. And when he was here, I just I, I was um, very impressed with him. Mm. Yeah, you just root for those type of guys, and also like he's. Uh, He's a player that, or a person that just shows the humility. Like oh, you've seen yeah, everything yeah. through him, so you you just want, you know, positive things to happen, and that's a good one. The Nuggets win, and he plays well against them. Good outcome. You could take all of it. <laughs> you could take all of it. Yeah, good mm-hmm. outcome. That's all I got. Hmm, that's quite. That's quite a bit. Um, would you say with this win, with this game, that you have confidence the Nuggets are rounding into form to like close out the season, or is this just kind of like, hey, it was a win. It's all that matters. I think it was a win. I think the good thing is they're in pretty good position for the sixth seed now. If they beat Minnesota, they should have the sixth seed, right? It's a big, I mean, it really is like that. I will say I agree with you on that. If they beat Minnesota, they are a position now to where it could really matter. Are yeah. uh, you know that I think that they're and in Utah's such right there. They're half game back. Dallas, at Utah, too. Dallas, Utah. In fact, let's go to that. We'll go to the standings first. You can even pull this up if you want, Kale. The ESPN standings. Just, to, but I'll I'll go over them here. Around the association. ATA. Hell yeah, we are around the association. You know we are. Um, so first, just a little updated standings here. So you're right. Mavericks, 29 losses. Jazz, 30 losses. The Nuggets, 31. And then Minnesota, 33. So again, just to reiterate, the Nuggets closer to passing Utah than they are to falling behind Minnesota at the very moment. Yeah. You can see it up on the board there, the... Uh, the can Golden State there. fall all the way to four, and can Denver get? Golden a- I mean, it's free fall. It's hilarious, right like to even say it, but the answer is yes, they could. I will say this: we keep. It's weird to say, but Golden State might be the team I want the most right now. I know, yeah. and I want them like in they, the five four. They really are. Well, the five four. Well, then you have the Suns though. After yeah, that, like I know it's weird. Jokic MVP. We have a suit. A super chat on the standings. <laughs> we'll go ahead and read it. It says Nuggets are going to win out. And get the third seed. Oh, yeah. That's a real hot take right there. The third seed. Three games? Wow. I don't see that. Even with a win out, I don't see them getting that high. Yeah. But you never know. Maybe maybe it would happen that way. We'll have to just keep our fingers crossed. They do have uh, the Golden State tiebreaker, right? What's that? Do they have the tiebreaker on Golden State? I think they, they do, do on right? Golden State. Yeah, but it's not Golden State. If they, yeah. if they get the three seed, it's not because they beat Golden State, I'm guessing. It's because they beat Dallas. It might be the new team to have to beat. But... All right, let's go around the association tonight. The Grizzlies smacked the hell out of the Warriors. Dude. No John Morant, and the Grizzlies are playing like the Boston Celtics and the Phoenix Suns right now. Like, Honestly, if you were to talk about momentum going into the playoffs, well, it was Boston, but they just lost Robert Williams. Right. Like, that was that's a, a big huge, loss. That's a huge blow to them. I wonder if it halts their momentum. We'll get to them in a second. Phoenix obviously has momentum. It's a two years momentum, basically. They've yeah. just been good in the regular season. And then I think third behind them would be the Memphis Grizzlies. They are rolling right now. They are trucking teams. They have such a good vibe, such a confidence, such a swagger that I look at them and I'm like, man, I don't want anything to do with Memphis. 
Whoever gets that seven seed and man. go to play them is that's a hell they, of a series. They fit the profile of a team you kind of want in the playoffs, young. like young, inexperienced, rely on their bench <laughs> a lot. Yeah, but they're so scary. Yeah, I think it's terrifying because they don't like after John Morant. I don't know who the second best player is. They all just play. Night, yeah. they're, they're all together. It's all just yeah. good, complete. Yeah. Like every, every one of them, and that's just terrifying for me. Um, you go over, so the Grizzlies beat the Warriors. The Warriors are in free fall. They can't get anything going. They are missing, obviously, some guys. But, hey, man, you don't want to be the team that's lost, like, 10 of 15 going into the playoffs. Come back from that foot sprain and save us. You also don't want to be the guy that was the team that was, uh, you know, a two seed all year. Then you fell to the three, and it was like, wow, is Memphis really going to pass him? Then you're like, no, not just Memphis. Everybody's going to pass yeah. him. And that's what Golden State's looking at. Uh, the Spurs beat the Rockets. This is meaningful because, one, the Nuggets play the Spurs. They are still in it. And, two, because the Lakers, for real, might miss the play-in, you guys. This yeah. is a real thing that might happen. <laughs> LeBron and AD allegedly not. not both not playing tomorrow. So the Lakers likely to – do the Lakers not want the play-in? Is it possible that LeBron and, and company are like, well, we don't want to go to the play-in? Did you see the Clippers news, Dev? Yes, Paul George is on his way back. The Lakers may be packing this shit in, dude. Yeah, man. It, well, it, it also, it, like, if they're not going to be in the play-in, it gives you a reason to not bring Anthony Davis back. And I really sure. think that that's what they want is to not bring him back. It's like, hey, even if you guys make the playoffs, you're not going to win. Like, just get it out. Like, Anthony Davis, he's not going to be with you guys. You know, they said that he's ramping up, but I don't think they want him to play. play. Vote, you've been a LeBron guy. I know we, we know this. I know you moved away. Obviously, the Lakers version, but... Let's say LeBron, he rolled his ankle, just misses the rest of the season, and gets to the last day. Joel Embiid's the scoring leader by .1 point. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, LeBron yeah. comes back for yeah. the last game, even though they're eliminated from the play-in, just to score 40 against the Nuggets. Uh, would this be a legitimate move, or would this be the funniest, like, weakest move you've ever seen in your life? Because uh, <laughs> well, it's on the table that LeBron's for, like... First of all, if the scenario you laid out happens, he's playing. Like, he, <laughs> there's no... The Lakers are eliminated from playoffs <laughs> last game of the year, and he's like, I got to get that? 35. I just mm, got to do it. Yeah, I think he would do that. Scores uh, 35 and, and then doesn't play shameless. the second half. But as you and I have said many times on this show, just give it 10 years. Oh, we'll remember. It's so true. Who was the scoring champ? It's so true. I, I'm almost like going backwards on my I hope Jokic doesn't win MVP take because I really do think that it'll be it'll be fodder for players to try to go after him nonstop. Like it'll be this thing where it's like, oh, okay, we're going to show him this or that. But you know what? One, Yoke can handle it. He's good, good enough. Yeah. And two, it's the same thing you're talking about, Vote. Like, well, 20 years from now when I'm making these arguments at the at the DNVR bar about MVP. people I'm going to be like no I'm going to be like he had four Hell MVPs yeah. back to back two different times you know I like so bad yeah so, so bad. you know what I'm back um, the Raptors beat the Celtics so Robert Williams goes down Celtics hottest team in basketball the Raptors who are also by the way a pretty pretty hot team yeah, they true. win 115 to 112 in overtime the Raptors are the next opponent, by the way, for the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Another absolute crucial game. Now, this one went to overtime, but there is a day off. Rap we really need the Raptors. The Raptors win the Battle of the North. This is the Battle of the True North, right? If they win that one, it's another game that just tilts things in Denver's favor so much. Pascal Siakam had 40 points. Um, you guys want to know the most down bad team in all of the NBA? It might be the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls. What is going on? Uh, they, they blow. Like, out of nowhere, they're just not good. They don't win games anymore. Um, all the DeMar, DeMar DeRozan hype, it just kind of went away because they weren't winning. He's still putting up monster games. He had 37 points in this game, and you're not going to hear much about it because they're they're losing. Um, Zach Levine had 27, and then they don't get much help after that. So, 
Just all bad. All bad. I went on bets today. I said uh, Raptors minus eight. Wrong. I said Bulls money line. Wrong. And then I said uh, OKC and Trailblazers under. Because I just think both teams are going to try to lose. Um, we'll find out what happens there. We've got out. some production for that game, too, if you want to. What's that? Uh, the Trailblazers-Thunder game. Let's can, get it. Can you pull up that uh, Around the Association link I sent you? Because this is real fun, fellas. Really? What do we got? Here we go. What do we got Thunder here? Blazers. What do we have? Is this the starting lineup? Yeah, this oh, this is, is the starting is, lineup. This is oh, a feature game. We got Vit Krucci. We got Theo Maladon, Isaiah Roby, Lexi Pokashevsky, and Aaron Wiggins. Wow. Yeah, Nuggets almost move lost it, to Moving that. Lindy oh, Waters to the bench. Brandon Williams, Keon Johnson, Drew Eubanks, CJ Ellaby, Dude. and Elijah Hughes. Who's the best player in this five right here? This is a way worse team, by the way. This is horrible. Probably Eubanks. Is it Eubanks? No, Eubanks. it's not. He's just the guy that's been on teams, but he's not well, good. I, I think mean, he might. <laughs> compared the to the rest of these <laughs> yeah, four? I don't know who they are, but I promise you one of them is better than Drew it's, Eubanks. It's I promise CJ you Ellaby. they're not. <laughs> Drew Eubanks is if, like, Myson Plumley was six foot nine. Okay. <laughs> Same skill set, but just probably shorter. better than those other four players. There's no chance. Oh, it has yeah. to be. There's no yeah. chance. It has to he be. Is. He's just the one you guys know. The Miami Heat beat I the Sacramento know. Kings tonight. I don't know why. Uh, the Heat have been on a big slide, but they get a win. The Kings are terrible. This was into Miami as well. It's a get right game after almost fighting during a timeout. A nice, no. get, a nice get right game. The Nuggets' is next opponent, the Indiana Pacers, fall to the Atlanta Hawks in Indianapolis tonight. I'm looking to see who had a big game to maybe carry momentum. Bugged on. Uh, Heald goes for 26. Uh, Halliburton went for 25. Nothing really to write home about in this game. 32 assists for the Pacers. That's I had, impressive. I mean, I knew this at one time, but Buddy Heald on the Pacers, that just completely passed my mind that he's on the Pacers. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> that was the trade. Hey, the Pacers are getting real good at being bad. <laughs> They're figuring yeah. that out. I will say, though, down. I'm looking at who played tonight. Here are your bigs. Goga Patazde. Killer. Justin Anderson, he's a small kind Did of. You wait, yeah, Jalen Smith. <laughs> Justin Anderson. <laughs> Jalen Smith. I remember. I'm that. trying to. St I'm telling you. No, no. You guys don't understand. Everybody else was a guard. Wow. That's what I'm trying to say. Is like we're getting ready to go up, and they are going to throw a lineup. Like Sticks is like 180 pounds. He's yeah. tiny. Buddy Hilde was like their forward. He's like playing. Yeah, he's taking on the PJ Dozier role. Jokic needs to put 50 up tomorrow, or on Wednesday. He just needs to put up 50. That's a wild, uh, wild one there. And then the Cavaliers beat the Magic tonight, 107-101. Nobody really cares about that Mobley game. left that game, but negative x-ray is per Woj. What did he hurt? I don't remember. All right. Did Matt Ryan play for the Celtics tonight? There's oh, no way he right. got in the game, did he? I know, I know he was active. I don't know if he played or not. He did not play, no. Okay. Only eight guys played, but he went to overtime. Celtics went to overtime. Damn. I mean, they're fighting for that one seed. Yeah. That's a, that's a tough break for them. Not, I mean... We clown the Celtics all the time. I don't root for an injury. Oh, no. I root for them cool. to choke, man. Yeah. But I don't want them to get the, the I don't know what way. vote roots for, but. <laughs> but there not, you have it. The I don't know. <laughs> not injuries. The Warriors <laughs> falling apart. I mean, this this close to this, this close to the season is so is going to be so good. It's right there for the taking for the Nuggets. Get that six seed. Hold on to that six seed. Maybe climb if you want, but just hold on to that six seed. And I'm telling you, there's such a good chance for a very interesting playoff run for this team. Shorthanded and all. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, you know, I haven't fully given up hope on the Murray Porter return. One of or maybe both of them. Hopefully we get some news before too long. Get a win. Finish out this road trip with two wins. Get back to Denver for the big one. And let's see what happens. The big one. The big game. The big game. It's on a Friday. <laughs> the big game. That does it. Hit that like button on the way out, everybody. Thank you for the super chats. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you guys tomorrow. I believe I'm having Prada on tomorrow for a little show. So see you guys. Mike Prada, very good writer. We'll see you guys tomorrow.